Let's go. It's Wednesday, May 25th. Welcome back, folks. It is the Old Sun Sports Shakedown. We have a ripperingly rambunctious episode to bring you. But first, times are good. It is, um, times are good. Bayside teams are winning. Athletes are getting offers and doing big things. The weather is getting better. I dare say summer is here. I, uh, screw it, I'll say it. Summer is here. Um, but that, I digress. We will talk about um, today, we have an Eastern Shore Hoops episode, very special episode with Mr. Al Hondo Handy, and we talked to the recent author of the book, East Basketball on Maryland's Eastern Shore, Mitchell Northam. Then we do a sports shakedown, we do a recruiting roundup, we check on the Bayside um, play, Spring Sports Playoffs, and then we talk MLB. That's it, folks. Let's go. It's time. It's time for the Old Sun Sports Shakedown. It is Tuesday, May 24th. It is your host, Old Sun. Ravens have signed defensive back Kyle Fuller, a homecoming. He's a Mount St. Joseph's graduate. The veteran defensive back is coming home to play in Baltimore. The NFL is discussing the future of the Pro Bowl. You want to get the best recruits in college basketball these days? What do you do? You hire their granddaddy. Louisville hired Milt Wagner, the one of recruits, top, or top recruits granddaddy. Bama lands ex-Aggie commitment, ESPN 300 quarterback Eli Holstein. And finally, Josh Donaldson said some bad things, and he's gotten in trouble. He's suspended one game. Good for Major League Baseball for suspending Josh Donaldson. For the Old Sun Sports Recruiting Roundup, well, it's Tuesday, May 24th, and it is your host, Old Sun. Our first big offer of the day. Congratulations to Mr. Malik Leatherbury out of Wacomico High School in Salisbury. Mr. Showtime picked up his first D1 offer from Navy. Um, another big offer, Marcus Roser, the big tackle from Northern Virginia, got an offer from Duquesne. Josh Crummett picked up his offer, first offer from the Notre Dame College Falcons. Makai White got an offer from Florida Memorial, a sweet HBCU offer. Neo Avery picked up an offer from LSU. Ronald Anderson picked up an offer from Richmond. DeAndre Juice Ricks, congratulations, young man. You just picked up your first offer from Merrimack College. And finally, Kendall, Mr. Showtime Anderson, balled out at the Elite 11 for the Old Sun Sports recruiting round. Welcome to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown. It is Wednesday, May 25th. It is a special Bayside Conference edition shakedown. First, we celebrate... The Kent Island Buccaneers, who were the first Bayside champion in over a decade, or first state champion lacrosse team to come from the Bayside Conference, I believe, in over a decade. The Kent Island Buccaneers beat the Huntingtown Hurricanes 11-7 to win the 2A title. Congratulations, Buccaneers. Second, we have two playoff games today. First, 
Stephen Decatur plays Choptacon, the Choptacon Braves in the 3A uh, softball playoffs. Good luck, ladies. Good luck, Seahawks. Let's go, Hawks. And then Snow Hill plays Colonel Richardson at Salisbury University in the, for the 1A state semifinals for baseball. Let's go, Eagles and Colonels. Good luck, fellas. Welcome to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown. It is Wednesday, May 20th. Welcome to the interview segment of the podcast. It is the Eastern Shore Hoops episode, and we talked to two dudes who are instrumental in the Eastern Shore Hoops scene. First, it is Mr. Al Hondo Handy. He's a 1970 state champion at Stephen Decatur High School, and he ran the Northside Basketball um, both winter programs and summer AAU tournaments and camps um, for over probably like 30, 40 years. Then we talk with Mitchell Northam, author of the book Basketball on Maryland's Eastern Shore, um, all about high school basketball on um, Delmarva, and it's a really great read. He has hours upon hours, layers upon layers of interviews and content. And speaking of good content, it is the interviews right here. So listen up, folks. Welcome back to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown Podcast. It is your host, Old Sun. Uh, we have a very special guest today. He's an um, Eastern Shore native. He wrote. He's the author of the book that just came out, High School Basketball on Maryland's Eastern Shore. Um, his name is Mitchell Northam. He, spe- he, like I said, he's from the Eastern Shore, spent some years covering the sh- shore sports. He's out of North Carolina now. Um, where exactly are you in North Carolina, Mitchell? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I kind of live right smack dab in between Durham and Chapel Hill. So oh, the tobacco right like triangle or whatever they call it. Yeah, I'm right here in ACC country. So Trayvon Miles is down there too. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he lives over in Cary, um, kind of close to the Raleigh area. But um, yeah, yeah, we're both down here. Uh, somehow we haven't run into each other yet uh, at, at one of these press conferences for Duke or Carolina. Or yeah, that's basketball. Basketball yeah. heaven, though. For sure, yeah. It's been it was an event down here for sure. Yeah, definitely. It was one of definitely one of the best March Madnesses in recent memory. Although I'm sure North Carolina, the local fans are a little salty and understandably so. I think for for the Tar Heel fans, um, everything was kind of gravy after they beat Duke in the final. Actually, you know that's actually a, a very valid point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duke fans, not you know they're they they're not so happy. Uh, but uh, yeah, for. For Carolina. That was their national title. Yeah, you beat Duke in in their last game, you know, in Coach K's last game. Everything else is fine. (laughs) Absolutely. So tell us about yourself. Where where were you born? Where did you grow up? Um, Did you play any sports growing up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I was actually born in Iceland. Oh, wow. Um, That's that's a cool fact. Yeah, my my dad was in the Navy. you know, for 20 years, so he was stationed there at the time uh, when my mom was pregnant with me, um, and yeah, I don't remember much about it because we moved, you know, he got stationed uh, somewhere else, actually in West Virginia for a little bit when I was about 18 months old or so, um, so yeah, born there, but my dad, you know, most of my side of the family on his side is, is from the Eastern Shore. Yeah, Northern's um, a real Eastern Shore name. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah, definitely, especially when you get down near like Oak yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we moved back to the shore when I was probably like five years old, and 
you know, I grew up there. Uh, went to Colonel Richardson High School. Oh, you're a colonel. Okay. Yeah. Went to Colonel. Um, went to Salisbury University. Before that, spent a little time at Warwick Community College. Um, yeah. Yeah, graduated from there. Um, and then uh, worked for at the Daily Times in Salisbury for a little bit. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah, made my way kind of, you know, I worked in Atlanta for a little bit at first. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Before I came to North Carolina. Um, yeah, I played, um, I played football. Um, I was a defensive lineman, and um, I had a little track and field shot and disc. And then uh, my senior year, actually, in the winter, um, me and a couple other of my football buddies joined the cheerleading squad. Oh, that's back. cool for basketball. Yeah, that's really, yeah, that's actually so, pretty uh, neat. For us, it was it was a good way to see free basketball and hang out with girls. So no, total no. I I I I see where you're thinking there because I, I played I played a little basketball, but I kind of phased it out to focus on football and baseball. And I was like the number one cheerleader my senior year for the basketball team. I wasn't officially on the cheerleading squad, but I was at like every game. I I'm I'm a bas- high school basketball junkie, like I said. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the coach came to us and said, "Hey, I need some guys to throw the girls in the air." And- yeah, sure. So we got, you know, polos and everything and yeah, went went to the basketball games and did the thing. I, I think that should be more of a thing places, other places. That's that's really neat. Um so yeah, go on. Fun. What um so you're a Pittsburgh fan, right? I am a Steelers fan, yeah. Um, you're a Mountaineers uh, fan. Uh, you know, my uh, my grandfather and my uncle lived in West Virginia. My uncle still lives there. Um, and yeah, so one of the first college football games I ever saw was with them. Uh, my uncle took me to a game when, when Pat White and Owen Schmidt and Steve Slayton. Were yeah, that, I remember them, the Rich Rodriguez yeah. years. So yeah, I, I have a little soft spot uh, for the Mountaineers. Um, my yeah, mom is from Georgia, um, and I lived in Atlanta for a little bit, so I got a little soft spot for the Bulldogs too. And then with my dad being the Navy. I kind of consider Navy to be my sort of number one football team. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of an agnostic football fan. I have a college football fan. I have a couple favorites. Well, college uh, football is just so much fun to watch. Just the whole, like, landscape and culture overall is just so much fun to breathe yeah, in. And yeah, you, you don't have to root for a specific team to appreciate college football. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge college football fan. But, um, yeah, I'm not really, like, a diehard for any one team. Um, but, yeah, I have a couple favorites. All right, that's cool. So let's um, so who now that you bring up Colonel Richardson, who let's let's do a fun little exercise. Who, okay. if you would say, who's the Mount Rushmore of Colonel Richardson, famous Colonel Richardson colonels? I'd say, what's that guy? Morning was Albert Morning. Did he go there? Yeah. So, I so he's that's who I thought of immediately. But who who else would you throw up on on that list? Yeah. So Albert Morning is is number one, um, probably. You know, he won a national championship at UConn. Um, yeah. Is easily, um, yeah, the best basketball player from Colonel. Um, you know, I have I have a chapter in, in my book that's largely about him and this game that he played um, that the Colonels played in in 1996 against Chrisfield. Um, it was a playoff game at the Civic Center, and it went to triple overtime. Oh, wow. That's like the best high school basketball game they've ever seen on the shore. So I talked to a bunch of people who saw that game and stuff. But, yeah, Albert was a ridiculous point shooter and just an all-around great scorer. So Albert's probably number one. Um, a famous Colonel Richardson. It could be Caroline County people, too. Or yeah, I just love uh, doing Mount Rushmore's. 
Yeah, for, you know, we've had a couple guys get drafted by the Orioles. Um, yeah. You know, Jake Zebron, um, Nick Nowotnik, um, he's, he's around my age. He's, about he's from Colonel Richard. Yeah, he, I remember that name, baseball yeah, so, player. Yeah, I think Zebron is still trying to kind of make his way through the minors. Um, I'm trying to think, famous Colonel Richardson alums. Um, I feel like there's another one I'm, that's slipping my mind, but I can't remember. I, I don't yeah, know. Uh, I mean, you know, just to kind of Oh, that that'll count then, yeah. And yeah, had has 500 wins. Um, you know, took the Colonels to the state final four, I think, five times. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, it was just a great coach, widely respected across Eastern Shore. Um, you know, he actually played at Duke. Um, oh, really? I and, didn't know that. Yeah, he wore he wore the number that Christian Leitner wore. You know, 32. Like, wow. Like 40 years before Christian. <laughs> Before Duke was um, like, so, dude. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool little fun fact. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's uh, we got a couple, you know, um, hand, hand, handful of standouts. Stuff. Yeah, big, yeah. And obviously, there's been some good football players from Caroline County in recent years too. Yeah, yeah, mostly on the north end of the county. But, yeah, but North Carolina's yeah. been a, a powerhouse yeah, recently. Yeah, Jamie on Franklin um, is down here in, in Durham with me now at Duke. Um, you got David Bailey, um, who. You know, David and Jamie on and those guys, they were playing football when I was covering kind of the shore for the Daily Yeah, Time. that's what I was thinking. You got to cover those guys. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so David, um, I saw him score five touchdowns in a single game once. Yeah. Um, against Stephen Decatur, and he scored three, three or four different ways. Um, he had a rushing, he had a receiving, he had a pick six. Kicker, that's awesome. Well, yeah, not all. I'm a I'm a Seahawks fan, but that's that's yeah. awesome just to see. Yeah, yeah not happy so it happened was, against my Seahawks, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. So that was a crazy game. Um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, North Carolina has pumped out a couple really great. Um, yeah, Coach McCormick. He just retired, but he was running a great program up there in Caroline County. So definitely. let's um, let's talk about your book. So what what what's the first thing? What are some few basic things you want to what are the highlights of the book you say yeah um i just wanted to you know i kind of i started writing it during the pandemic um kind of right at the beginning and you know around may 2020 um i just got bored i pulled a couple books off my shelves looked up some publishers a couple emails it was a great idea it's a great yeah, idea it got back to me you know when i was living and working on the shore um you know i'd hear these stories all the time um, and I always thought there should be a book on um, yeah. Eastern Shore, but I just, you know, one didn't exist. Um, so I kind of, in my head, always had the idea of, oh, maybe I can do that one day. Um, but For, never, yeah, sorry. <clears throat> never really happened until, um, you know, I got I got the time to do it, uh, thanks to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's, it was, you know, a, a long process, a fun process, but a lot of work. Um, you know, I go all the way back to, you know, the late 1940s, um, you know, the first two state champion. Oh, I, uh, see, I, I'm learning some stuff, too, as you go along, so go yeah, on. So the first educate two state me. champion basketball teams from the shore um, actually both happened in the same year. Easton girls and Cambridge girls both won in the same year in 1949. Um, and, you know, back then, girls basketball was played six on six. Yeah. Um, 
and that was something, you know, when I was doing my research, I kind of stumbled upon that. And then later on, the MPSSA, they've actually updated their record books to kind of reflect some of those, you know, pre-modern era kind of years. Yeah. Um, well, that was pretty cool, kind of stumbling upon that and finding that out. Um, another thing I kind of, you know, didn't really know a ton about, but ended up writing a whole chapter about it was, you know, in 1976 was the only time the state final um, for boys basketball featured two teams from the Eastern Shore going against each other. Yeah, I guess that would with the current setup, that couldn't happen, but yeah. Yeah, so for the 1A title that year, um, well, I think back then it was called Class C, but yeah, they, now yeah, they did a, you know, the do letters. High schools. Yeah. Um, Okamoke um, played against Colonel Richards. That's really cool. So I talked to, you know, Coach Merrill Morgan about that. I talked to Anki Tall, who was a point guard on that Pokemon team. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool learning about that. Um, you know, I kind of – I talk, I tried to talk to, you know, kind of all the big names and big figures around Sure, like um, Butch Waller, obviously. Butch Waller, David Bird, Andre Collins. Andre um, Collins, yeah. Nick Cornell. And then I caught up with, um, you know, Tia Jackson. Yeah, the Duke um, assistant. Who, yeah, is an assistant coach at Duke now. Um you know, but is one of the best girls players ever from the shore. You know, went you know was an all-time great yeah, scorer at Mardella states. You know, twice pride of Mardella. Yeah, yeah, took Iowa to the Final Four. Um, so you know, just a really great player. You know, I caught up with Kelly Gibson, who yeah, back-to-back state titles in Easton, and then won a WNBA title with the comments. I'd never heard of her, so that thanks for educating me on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think Kelly and, and Tia are kind of one A and one B. If you if you kind of talk about women's basketball, girls basketball players from the shore, uh, best women's players. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, I kind of dove into a little bit. Uh, you know, Gail Gladding's time um, in the it was called the WBL. Um, it was really the WNBA. You know, in the late seventies. Um, yeah. It was kind of it was the first professional women's basketball league of its kind in the states, um, and she played in it and was one of the league's best players. You know, and it's in its first year, she had the league's best field goal percentage. And she's from Pocomoke, right? Yeah, so she grew up in Snow Hill. Um, you know, went to a state final Snow Hill, played at Salisbury, and was awesome there. And then, yeah, um, you know, spent a couple of years playing in you know kind of this fledgling. Yell professional women's basketball league. That's so cool. Um, and then when that league kind of folded, you know, she came back to the shore, um, became the head coach at Salisbury for a little bit, and was very successful there. Um, took a couple of years away from the game, and then, yeah, became the head coach of Pocomoke and kind of turned them into a, a girls' basketball powerhouse, too. Yeah, so who, um, obviously, the big, who, who would you say is the biggest rivalry on the Eastern? Sure. I, I think I would say Snow Hill Pocomoke, but um, I'm a little biased being from Worcester County. Who would, who would, you know, Easton and Cambridge is probably a big argument. Of course, you can do Bennett and Waihai, but who would you say is the big Queen Anne's Kent Island big rivals? Obviously, there's that's what makes it cool. I think is the the rivalries and just also that every little town on the Eastern Shore, Mardella, Chrisfield, everyone has like a player like a player or, or two. Federalsburg that they can hang their hat on that's gone to the next level and done really well. That's that, that's what I think makes it so cool. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, when when I was covering basketball on the shore, I think the kind of the atmospheres 
um, of rivalry games that I remember the most is probably, yeah, the two that you kind of mentioned off the top. It's, um, it's Snow Hill and Pokemoke and um, Why High and Bennett. I think those are the two the two that I remember kind of the loudest and, and the most kind of intense. Um, yeah, well, sellout crowds. Games, yeah, one of the last games I covered on the shore um, during the 2017 playoffs, um, Pokemoke played at Snow Hill, I think. They the were real good round. back then. Yeah, and both teams were really good. You know, Pokemoke um, was coming off that state championship and had to go on the road in the playoffs, um, you know, kind of had a, a tough finish to the end of the regular season. But went into Snow Hill and won that game, and it was it was a great atmosphere. Um, and yeah, I've seen the Y High and Bennett crowds get real loud and get real fun a couple of times. Um, you know, a lot of the North teams I think of as football rivalries. Yeah, football like Colonel and North you know, like, Carolina, like Queen Anne's and um, and Kent Island. That's a really big one and a fun one for football. Yeah, um, and the same thing with like Cambridge. Uh, separated by the South Tank River. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, when I was in high school and Colonel was was pretty decent at basketball. Um, yeah, you know, when North Carolina and North Dorchester came in, those were those were big games and really good environments. Um, but yeah, I think I think kind of overall, sort of the modern era. Yeah, yeah I, I'd say. Um, I'd say yeah, and then I guess I guess you'd say it's kind of like Stephen Decatur against everyone. Everyone likes to beat the Seahawks. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, we're like the the Seahawks are the Stephen Decatur's the biggest school, so it's like it's like a feather in your hat when you knock them off being beating the only three A school, especially for like one A schools like Snow Hill, Colonel, Pocomoke, etc. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, in football for sure, and you know, in basketball when they had those good teams, um, you know, in the mid kind of when I was covering them, you know, Kavea Luma and Tori Brittany. Yeah, um, that, I, they, I saw those guys play a lot. Yeah, they they had a big target on them back then. So yeah, whenever they played, when I mean, you know, whenever they played a Y High or a Pocomoke, um, you know, or even Bennett at the time, um, I think Tori's first year there was the last year of Corey Holden. Yeah, Corey Holden was a real baller in the North. Teams and they played in the so yeah, let's talk a little bit about Kebe Aluma. Uh, he's obviously entering the NBA draft this year. He's the mo- the the latest and greatest off the Eastern Shore. Did you talk to him for your book? I did. Um, Kebe sort of wraps up the book. Um, he's kind of my last chapter. He's um, an incredible yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, I had I had a long conversation um, with him. Um, I think we talked on the phone last summer, and then at kind of various ACC you know media days and stuff, I got the chance to talk to Mike Young a couple times, um, the coach at Virginia Tech, and yeah. also recruited him to Wofford. Um, but yeah, Kavey, it, it's a, it's kind of a crazy story. I mean, this this was a kid you know coming into his freshman year at Decatur who who had never played basketball before and really had no interest in playing basketball. Yeah. Um, and kind of, you know, was persuaded by B.J. Johnson to give it a try. And then, you know, Bubby Brown kind of helped him, you know, fall in love with the game a little bit. And yeah. then he turns into a D1 prospect. Um, but only a handful of coaches come see him, you know, play in person. Yeah, because of the shores. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's four coaches there, and one of them is Mike Young, um, who was at Wofford at the time. Convinces Convey to come down to Wofford. 
you know, Cave's a starter by a second year. Um, they go to the tournament. Cave holds his own against Seton Hall in Kentucky. Um, and then he goes for a turns into a three-point shooter. Um, yeah. He turns into one of the best players in the ACC. So, yeah, it's it's been kind of a crazy ride for him. And, it's, you know, help help Virginia Tech win an ACC title this year. Yeah, it's it's I'm so and as a Stephen Decatur graduate, I'm you know couldn't be more proud of him, what he's doing and how he represents the Seahawk, you know, family or the Seahawk the Seahawk um, alumni base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, yeah. It'll, it, I mean, another addition to our Wikipedia page. Yeah, and if he gets if he gets drafted, um, he'll be the first since Sharon Mills um, in 1993. Yeah, Snow Hill. Yeah, drafted by the. So he'll be the first Eastern Shore native since Sharon to get drafted, which which would be pretty cool. So let's um yeah, so we're at about twenty minutes, so we do need to wrap up. Um I guess what I'll ask you, last question, who would be your Mount Rush we could each do our own, who would be our Mount Rushmore of all time Eastern Shore basketball grades? We could do men's and women's. Okay, cool. Um I think I can do this. Okay. Um I think that's what I was trying to do earlier when I went for Caroline County. Let's do an Eastern Shore Mount Rushmore. Okay, do you want me to do players? Play, um, let's do players, coaches, and girls. Men's players, coaches, and then girls' players. Okay, sounds good. So for for men's players, um, I will go with... Albert Morning. I'll go with Albert Morning. I'll go with Andre Collins. Yeah. I'll go with Swan Mills. Um, and then... Craig I'll Winder. Probably- I'll, I'll probably go from the last pick with Mike Roberts. Um, Who's that? I don't know who that is. Part of Mike Roberts played at Pocomoke in the early '90s, um, and then went on to play at Colgate. Um, took okay. Them to two NCAA tournaments, but Mike Roberts still holds the state scoring record for boys. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, he scored like over 2,700 points. Um, so yeah, Mike. I think Mike Roberts would be my my fourth pick. So yeah, I'll go. Albert, Andre, Sharon, and Mike Roberts. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we can leave Carlton Dodson off. Um, and you know, by by all standards, I mean he was as good as it gets as a high school player. Yeah, it's obviously and, a very tragic story, but yes, yes, uh, you know, did not did not end well for him, but um, you know. When he was playing in North, at North Dorchester, you know, it was definitely considered. Um, so for coaches, obviously Butch Waller's on there. For, yeah, for for men's coaches, um, I will go with Butch Waller. Um, I'll go with Merrill Morgan. Um, I'll go with David Bird. I'd, I'd, I'd nominate Alan Miller from Snow Hill, the late Alan Miller. And I think Alan Miller is, is your fourth spot, yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, Alan Miller, you know, went to three state – I mean, won three state championships. So yeah, he, not, he, he taught me the game of basketball, so I'm a little biased, but he's he's just a legend in my mind. Um, you know, and had an undefeated state title team in, in 1989 with that team with Sharon Mills and Nick Purnell. Yeah, um, and 08. I think they went undefeated in 08. I think you're right, yeah. Because I, I played against, we lost one hundred four to forty four. I'll never forget. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they just. I, I just like I learned more about basketball in that one game than I 
they were like the Golden State Warriors. Remember when the Warriors started shooting three-pointers and like kind of broke the NBA and no one could figure out how to stop them? Yeah. They, they were like that only as a fast-break team. They were just running through the gym. They just stole or got a rebound and just zoom and got to lay up every possession. It was incredible. That's how you score 100 points in a 32-minute game, though. Yeah, yeah, then for, for girls players, I'll go with um, I'll go Tia Jackson. Yeah. I'll go Kelly Gibson. Um, I'll go Gail Gladding. Um, yeah. You know, back when she was Gail Tatterson, was a really great player at Snow Hill. Um, and then probably for the fourth pick, I'll go with Rashida Aikman. Okay. Um, you know, Mardella. Um, and like Mike Roberts, still holds the state scoring record for girls. Um, I think with over 3,000 points. Um you know, she was just an insane scorer when she was in high school. Um, played at Pittsburgh for a year, um, and yeah, was was really a great player at Mardella. So, yeah, Tia Jackson, Kelly Gibson, Gail Tatterson, Gladding, and uh, Rashida Akram. Those would be my four for the girls players. Um, yeah, for girls coaches, Gail um, Gladding. Um, yeah, they, you can do doubles, of course. I'd go with Brenda Jones. Okay. Um, state title at Snow Hill and a bunch of Bayside titles. I'd go with Barbara McCool, of course, who was the longtime head coach of Mardella for forever. And then I'd probably go with Warren White, um, who's been the coach at Parkside for a long time now and won a state okay. title in 1999. Warren White, okay, that, that name rings a bell. I've heard of, yeah, he's, he's done some great work over in Salisbury. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that's that. very good answers. I, I, I think those are four outstanding Mount Rushmore's. Of course, it's fun to debate, but someone might feel like they belong on there. But, you know, it's you have to pick someone. But I think you sure. did as good a job as could be done. Yeah, yeah, it was good. All right, so um, last thing before I let you go. Um, I guess, how long has it been since you've been on the shore? How long since? Yeah, how long have you did you move away? Yeah, so I left um, the Eastern Shore in April 2017. Uh, moved down to Atlanta. For so a about job. five years ago. Yeah, for a job at the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Um, here for about two years, and then moved up here in North Carolina. Um, but you know, I'm back on the shore a lot. You know, all yeah. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll be up on Memorial Day weekend at, at Hoops on the Ave in Salisbury. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be there. I'll look for you there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess it's been about um, five years since uh, since I moved away. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Very cool. Um, and I, I just wanted to ask you, uh, or, or I guess you're aware, but the, the talent on the Eastern Shore right now is better than it's ever been before. I've heard. Yeah. Um, Especially for football. Yeah, you know, COVID's kind of gotten in the way the past few years, but I'm hoping to... I think uh, COVID was a blessing in disguise because it kind of reset things. Sure, yeah. I'm hoping to get up to some games, um, you know, next year. And, you know, we'll see the Governor's Challenge back next yeah, year. Yeah, gov- I awesome. can't wait for the Governor's um, Challenge. And, yeah, my, my colonels, uh, you know, made the made the playoffs for football last year, which was really Yeah, cool. Cameron Erickson was a real good running back for them. They had yeah. some other kids. I, 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 that's how I got started with Old Sun Sports is helping high school. Fo- I coach high school football or middle school football, and I, I, um, 
assisting kids with finding the college processes, getting in touch with college coaches. That's how I started Old Sun Sports. I was making these highlight tapes. I figured, hey, I might, might as well do it under a brand. My nickname is, my friends call me Old Sun, so I, there, there we have Old Sun Sports. Right. So that, that's, that's a little bit about my background. Just Good wanted deal. to share that awesome. with you. Cool. So um, that, uh, I guess we'll wrap things up. That was, this is Mitchell Northam. Welcome back to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown Podcast. It is your host, Old Sun. We are brought to you by Process Exposure. We are a football company that puts on showcases, clinics, tournaments, and college visits, all to benefit athletes at affordable cost. Check us out. We're on Twitter. We're doing big things in the DMV. Um, as we continue our careers in sports episode, we have a very special guest tonight. His name is Mr. Al Hondo Handy, and we also... This, this will be part of the Decatur episode. Um, we, Mr. Handy is a state champion basketball player. He's a Hall of Fame recreational organizer. He, he's just Mr. Sports. I, I, I'll call him that. This, Mr. Handy, welcome to the show. And thank you, And thank you for those kind words, Greg. Thank you, Mr. Handy. So welcome to the show, Al. Thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be on. So let's for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with it, tell us a bit about yourself. You were born in Berlin, Maryland. Well, I actually was born in Salisbury, Maryland, but I lived uh, in uh, Berlin and Bishopville. My mother and father never uh, married, so I was back and forth between Bishop uh, Bishopville there and, and Berlin. Uh, all over Northern Worcester County. Yes, yes, all Northern Worcester County. So I, I went to uh, Flower Street Elementary. It was all after uh, a black elementary school. And then I, uh, when I graduated, I went to Stephen Taylor. And was one of the first six African-Americans to attend Stephen Taylor. And, that's and, why I apologize for interrupting, but that's just kind of blows my mind that schools used to be segregated. No offense. I It's just crazy. Well, you know, what? basically uh, what we're looking for now, especially in the county and Steve McCabe, your school is, uh, we kind of started at uh, integration. Uh, matter of fact, Grady, when I went, I went to Steve McCabe for five years. Now, back then, Steve McCabe was for seventh grade to 12th grade. Oh, so the middle school was, I see, I see. No middle school, no uh, intermediate school, none. It went straight from elementary school to high school, and it was seventh graders. Uh, walking the halls with 12th graders. That's crazy. And, uh, yeah, when I got there, I, as I mentioned, it was one of the six, first six African Americans there with Oliver Purnell. You know, he was a, uh, I know of Mr. Purnell. Yeah, he was the one basketball coach, and Ron Dixon. And, um, you know, we, we loved basketball, Grady, but back then, all the basketball courts that we played on in the community were dirt courts. You know, just playing on, on the Flower basketball. Street. Yeah, all throughout the county, though. Throughout the dirt courts throughout the county. I I grew up playing dirt basketball. Yes. But when I got to Stephen Caver, we found out that that school had had sports, you know. Sports team. Yeah, we loved basketball. And uh, we found out, you know, seventh and eighth graders, we couldn't play uh, because you had to be in the ninth grade, right? Just like it is today. Yeah. Uh, so we became managers. Now, what happened was that was really the first time in our life that we got to play on a, a, 
hardwood basketball court. Basketball courts that were hardwood then. And uh, that's sublime. We never got a chance to play. I think we were shocked, man. This is great. We'd be managers and rush down there before after that's school. Good. Get a chance to play a little bit before uh, uh, practice started. And, uh, you know, two years later, ninth grade, we got a chance to go out for the teams. And, like, long story short, by the time we were juniors, uh, we went to Merle State Class B Championship at the uh, University of Merle. Your, your school, Coalfield House, did. Yeah, love Coalfield House. Great, great venue, legendary venue. Yeah. Many, so many memories have been made in Coalfield House. Yes. And, and um, from Decatur, uh, well, from Coalfield House and David Decatur, I ended up playing for, you know, great, let's play this, four sports at Salisbury, then Salisbury State. You, you played, Salisbury you, you were a Salisbury athlete, Mr. Handy, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we played four sports, but, and that's unbelievable. Now nobody does that. Yeah, what did you play, Mr. Handy? I played um, baseball. Actually, I played baseball, basketball, indoor track in between basketball in the winter, in between basketball and soccer in the spring. Then we played soccer also. So uh, I played uh, – a lot of sports. Not every every year that I played, but I played all four while I was there. So I got a, a legendary call on the show, apparently. I didn't know that about you, sir. Yes. Now today I play some golf and my legs are killing me. Yep. I, I, I'm transitioning into the golf age era of my life, and I enjoy golf. Um, then after that, of course, you know, I moved away and then came back and had a uh, – 39-year and three-year career at the Ocean City Recreation Department and met so many kids, including you. Yeah, it was, it, hooping at Ocean City Rec was just so much fun. It, it just, it, it's, it made one of the great, if my childhood were a house and the house were supported by pillars, that would be one of the biggest pillars is playing basketball at Northside Park. Well, I'm so happy to hear you say that, but you know, there were only a lot of a lot of different athletes there. The love, kids love soccer. Yeah, I loved indoor soccer. I played, I played floor hockey up there. I played ro- roller, roller hockey. Yes, roller hockey. I love roller hockey. And uh, it, we had a lot of sports, and uh, it was very uh, popular back then, you know. And and I'm glad to see some of the guys such as you uh, uh, still participating and, and promoting sports. Absolutely, Mr. Hondo. Um, so, Mr. Hondo, you were you were always the the big guy to me, the program administrator. The I, I don't know how to for my listeners. I'm trying to paraphrase this. You were you were the you were like the principal, so to say, at the basketball organization. But you were you're a nice guy. You're you're not a stern guy. You're I was never afraid of you. Or like, it was never like oh you don't want to end up in Hondo's office. He, he's a friendly guy. Sometimes kids act. Sometimes kids acted bad and you took care of them, but you were a nice guy. Well, you know, I love the kids, and uh, I know sometimes kids make mistakes. Uh, I, I didn't want to uh, end their career at the rec department, so, you know, we had a little talk, and then the kids were right back out there. So I love my career. Uh, I love all the kids that work there, and I work with them. You know, they, they put out a good effort and didn't have any trouble with them, not really. Yeah, so who for local listeners who um so like say Steve people who 
follow Stephen Decatur Sports. Who are some people who've came through Ocean City Recreation Park? Um, well, um, there's there's a ton of people. You know, we have. Uh, um, I don't know if you remember uh, Andre Foreman or not. He played yeah, Andre Foreman. He he was on my podcast a few weeks ago, or he was actually one of the first. He was one of the first guests. Yeah, I had Mr. Foreman on. Yeah, he came back and did a lot of help with me with camps and things. Uh, Aaron Wyatt, remember Aaron? Wyatt? Aaron Wyatt, Andre Foreman. Yeah, and Aaron Wyatt. He's now the girls' uh, assistant girls basketball coach at Stephen Decatur. He's he played at Northside and went on to get his. Could you help me get in touch with Aaron? Uh, I could get you in touch with him, yeah. Yeah, cool. I'd like to have him on the episode and talk to kick it with him. We worked at Phillips, the Crab House, back in the day. Well, okay. Well, you know, he went on to have a great career overseas playing, uh, mm-hmm. playing a professional basketball, right? Yeah, he had a great career. It was really cool knowing a professional basketball player. Yeah, it's a. You know, it's so many girls that you know played uh, college, uh, college uh, uh, lacrosse and boys played soccer. It's just so many. Yeah, like my my sister, for instance, pardon me, my my sister played soccer and lacrosse at Northside Park and went on to play for the Salisbury Seagulls. Yes, yeah. There's so many athletes that uh, you know started there. Careers on with Saul and the City Rec Department and and moved on. Uh, uh, one day I need to try and I, I probably could not never always name them all. So many. yeah, Mr. Honda. One name I want to drop is um someone who was a leader for sports growing up for me and showed me a lot of the ways. Mr. Brendan Chavis. Yes, Brendan. He's a and Mr. Danny Chavis. He's Mr. Chavis is an amazing coach. Yes, he was a great coach for me, like in baseball, and and I know he did some a lot of football. And Brandon's been, uh, you know, uh, a shining star ever since he he left Steve Decatur and, and the Rec Center. And yeah, me and Brandon are coaching the Pop Warner now. Yes, and he uh, played for Salisbury too. Yeah, he's a ball too. Yes, great running back there. Uh, it did so many athletes, and I, that's why uh, my. I am sharing the journey of black athletes uh, around the country, but I'm also making sure that I, uh, you know, give the promote the athletes and them uh, their due because uh, sometimes when they leave here, they don't get remembered. And I just want to. I know we. That's my mission is to remember the dudes who were good when we were young. Yeah, because they have a lot to offer the uh, young athletes. Have him on and then ask him to get back a little bit. Absolutely, Mr. Hondo. Um, so I have a question if you don't mind me taking on a tangent. Um, what was I? I, I forgot what I was going to say. Was it about um, uh, someone that, my age? It was, it was a person I was trying to think of. What sport did they play? Um, I don't know, but, uh, so, so we, you, and you do, you, you did not only the rec sports in the winter, but the summer sports in the, the summer camps were so much fun too, with okay. Mr. Steve Holmes. Oh, Coach Lambert started the Ocean City basketball camp. That's cool to know. Yes, he was the, uh, very first, uh, 
our camp director. And he also was my uh, my basketball coach. And let's not this. He was my basketball coach in high school. Yeah, well, I basically you're my bet. You were my you were one of my basketball coaches, and I learned the game from in Ocean City Rec growing up. Yeah, yeah. And Coach Lambert was our first uh, All Star basketball camp director at Northside Park, but he also was my high school and my college coach. That's uh, that's you don't hear about that very often anymore. No, no, you don't hear that very often at all. Then we had Bobby Michael first camp there was with Bobby McAban of the Baltimore Glass. The next camp we offered was the All-Star Basketball Camp with Ward Lambert. And then we had probably uh, 60, 70 camps. And uh, the way they do that is, and how, how can you have that many camps? Because they're a week long during, during the summer, is that we've grown, they've grown so much that, you know, once it starts in June, but you might have six, seven, eight, nine camps in one day. I mean, you could have uh, surfing camp, fishing camp, basketball camp, lacrosse camp, uh, all those camps in one week, the start of one week, and then the very next week, you have eight or nine different camps. So it's, uh, it's uh, fishing camp, all kinds of camps. And we, uh, you know, we not only have locals that come, we have a lot of uh, visitors that come every summer. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of my, fr- I made a lot of friends growing up. They were people who came every summer for the basketball camp. Yeah, yes. Uh, it was a great opportunity as, as the years went on. Everybody got cell phones and still Yeah. So this seems like a good point in the conversation to let something out. Um, so I'm working with some people from Over the Bridge. And we're bringing, we're basically working to bring a big football event to Ocean City in June. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of scrambling behind the eight ball, but we're, you think it's too soon? Well, we're trying, we're, 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 we're in the process of working with Northside Park to do it outside of Northside Park, but we're going to do combine, like so they can run the forty-yard dash and get their electronic times. Right. And they we're going to provide find a way to provide a bench press so they can tell college coaches how much they can bench press and honestly have it accurately recorded. You were done. Yeah, we're trying to engage the the six through thirteen year olds. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna try to do some flag football and some seven on seven. I'm sure we'll be happy to hear from What's up? Well, 
we're actually trying, the time we're trying to do it is um, the weekend of Raven's, da Raven's Bash. We want to do it the same weekend the Raven's Bash. Yeah, symbiosis is the biology word. Well, um, yeah, I, I, do you, I guess we're, 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 let me check the time. We're pushing about 20 minutes. Is there anything you'd like to, any shout outs or anything you'd like to say while you're on the Amherst for Hondo, Andy? No, I just want to thank you for having me on. I, I think you got a, a great uh, new venture going on, something new, uh, at least for our local to, uh, to uh, you know, uh, learn. Yeah, I'm just trying to benefit the local people and everything else is cake. Yeah, I think I think it's good for the uh, the student athletes. Yeah, I just want to benefit the local student athletes. If I do anything above and beyond that, it's just bonus. Thank you off to a great start. Well, thank you. The, the, that was Mr. Al Hondo Handy. He's a 1970 state champion graduate of Stephen Decatur High School. He's a legend in the halls of Decatur. He's Mr. Hondo Handy. He ran the Northside basketball rec program for a number of years thousands hundreds if not thousands of kids played basketball and learned the game of basketball because of mr hondo handy give it up folks thank you mr hondo handy hey thank you very much man. all right well i'll let you go you have a great night sir right, you too. thank you bye-bye one two check me out right here yo Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never, business before pleasure. P. Diddy in the fam, who you know do it better? Yeah, right, no matter what, we air tight. So when you hear some, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an ass out of yourself by assuming our music keeps you moving. What are you chewing? You know that I'm two levels above you, baby. Love me, baby. I'ma make you love me, baby. Talking crazy, ain't gonna get you nothing but choke. Jealousy is only gonna leave you home. So the only thing left now is God for these cats. And babe, you know you're too hard for these cats. I'ma win cause I'm too smart for these cats. While they're making up facts, they're making up flats.